Well, I, I think I should uh, start by defending my country, which has just been accused of lying. And, uh, <laughs> and I, I don't think the charge is really accurate, because uh, to accuse someone of lying presupposes that they have a certain capacity to tell the truth. <laughs> like, uh, you don't... <laughs> Uh, you don't say that a two-year-old is lying, you know, if the two-year-old says something false. And since the presupposition can't be sustained, I think the charge of lying is really unfair. So I think you should withdraw it. Welcome to the underworld. I love America. It's been my home all my life. Ladies and gentlemen, the very word secrecy is repugnant a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Welcome to Public Access America. This is your history. This is your country. This is America. Join us in listening to some of history's America's best speeches. Created by Jarcodes Productions. Go back in time with us right now on Public Access America. Uh, The the United States has had uh, four presidents who've received the Nobel Peace Prize. Uh, I haven't checked, but I presume that's a record for heads of state. Uh, And all four have left their imprint on uh, Latin America, on uh, our little region over here uh, that has never bothered anybody. As uh, Secretary of War Henry Stimson uh, described the hemisphere in May 1945, Uh, He was at that time explaining to the world what the post-war global system would be. And uh, one of its conditions would be that all regional uh, organizations must be disbanded, uh, with the exception of our own, uh, which are to be expanded, including our little region over here, the Western Hemisphere, and in fact, much more ambitious aims, which were uh, spelled out and indeed implemented. Uh, And this was correct. Uh, His position was correct, uh, as others explained. For example, the uh, very influential uh, liberal Democrat, Abe Fortas, who said that uh, for us to expand our systems, including our little region over here, is part of our obligation to the security of the world, uh, because what is good for us is good for the world. That's self-evident. Well, if we look through the four presidents and their imprint, it was significant. So let's start with uh, Theodore Roosevelt, first one. Uh, Roosevelt was a shocking racist. I don't use the analogy lightly, but 
It's a fact that you have to go to the Nazi archives to find anything similar. So here's a couple of his examples about our little region here. Uh, the expansion of the peoples of white or European blood during the past four centuries has been fraught with lasting benefit to most of the peoples already dwelling in the lands over which the expansion took place. Uh, that's despite what the remnants of Native Americans or uh, uh, blacks or Filipinos or others might mistakenly believe. Actually, genocide denial has been a leading and highly valued feature of, uh, of the intellectual and moral culture in the United States and remains so right until the present. Striking examples right today. Uh, with regard to the conquest of half of Mexico, uh, Roosevelt explained that it was inevitable and in the highest degree desirable for the good of humanity at large that the American people should ultimately crowd out the Mexicans. It was out of the question to expect Texans to submit to the mastery of the weaker race. And of course, stealing Panama from Colombia was also uh, in the highest degree desirable for the good of humanity. I won't go on with Teddy Roosevelt, uh, whose statue graces Mount Rushmore. The uh, second Nobel Prize, Peace Prize laureate, also on Mount Rushmore, is Woodrow Wilson, uh, the most honored and uh, arguably the most uh, vicious and brutal of the uh, Nobel Prize laureates. Uh, his uh, invasion of Haiti, for example, uh, killed thousands of people, maybe 20,000 according to Haitian historians, uh, restored virtual slavery, uh, left much of the country in ruins. Uh, Wilson is famous as an apostle of democracy, and he demonstrated his love of democracy by sending the Marines in to disband parliament at gunpoint uh, for good reason, they had refused to pass what was called progressive legislation that allowed U.S. corporations to buy up the country. So therefore they were kicked out, but since we do believe in elections, uh, there was a referendum uh, under Marine uh, rule at, uh, in which 5% uh, of the population participated and 99% voted for the progressive legislation. So American corporations proceeded to buy up what remained of Haiti, which was once the richest colony in the world. It's worth remembering. Uh, now maybe the symbol of uh, hopelessness and despair tribute to the West. Uh, at the same time, uh, Wilson sent the Marines to invade the Dominican Republic. Uh, that was almost as bad as Haiti, but not quite, because as the military commanders pointed out, in the Dominican Republic they were spicks, not niggers, so you had to treat them a little better. Not much, but some. Uh, both countries were left under the rule of uh, vicious uh, national guards. It's a policy that had been first instituted in the Philippines a few years earlier, uh, and the Philippines remain under their rule in effect. Uh, that followed in, the, in Hispaniola decades of uh, torture and terror and violence and misery. 
Uh, all of this comes down to us in history under the uh, framework of what's called Wilsonian idealism, which is a leading principle of U.S. foreign policy, as uh, any of you know who've taken courses in modern history and international relations. Well, the third Nobel laureate, pres presidential Nobel laureate, was Jimmy Carter, uh, for whom human rights was the soul of our foreign policy. Uh, his his uh, policies in Latin America were explained by Robert Pastor, he's a Latin American specialist, and way at the dovish extreme. Uh, Pastor explained why the administration had to support the uh, murderous Somoza regime in Nicaragua, and when they could no longer sustain him, uh, they had to try to uh, sustain, maintain the U.S.-trained National Guard, uh, even, I'm quoting Pastor now, even after it was massacring the population with a brutality that a nation usually reserves for its enemy, uh, killing some uh, 40,000 people. And the reason why the Carter administration had to keep supporting them is elementary. Quote, Pastor again, the United States did not want to control Nicaragua or other nations of the region, but it also did not want developments to get out of control. It wanted Nicaraguans to act independently, except when doing so would affect U.S. interests adversely. That's a fair statement of policy at the dovish extreme. Uh, the Cold War was, of course, invoked, but it was not remotely relevant. What we do find, however, is an operative principle that uh, runs right through history and is recognized to their credit uh, even by uh, Reaganite scholarship, serious Reaganite scholars, who concede uh, ruefully that democracy is a good thing for in, in the eyes of U.S. administrations, if and only if it's consistent with strategic and economic interests. Uh, the leading scholar, neo-Reaganite Thomas Carruthers, concludes that for some crazy, strange reason, all U.S. presidents are schizophrenic. There's just a curious pathology which settles over people when they enter into the White House, and they do sincerely support democracy, but with this funny clause added, if and only if it conforms to U.S. strategic and economic interests. So it's fine in Eastern Europe, but uh, different uh, in Central America, or Latin America, or in fact anywhere in our little region over here or elsewhere. Well, on to the fourth President Nobel laureate, uh, President Obama. Uh, his first major act in Latin America, not actually the first, I'll come back to others, but the first major one was to separate the United States from almost all of Latin America and from Europe by accepting the uh, military coup that overthrew uh, Haitian democracy. This is virtually alone. Uh, the United States uh, uh, refused to withdraw its ambassador, as even European countries had done, and Latin American countries, and in general sort of repeated some of the words of the Organization of American States, but as you just heard, uh, repeated them with its fingers crossed. Uh, uh, the United States quickly recognized the uh, elections that were held under the military regime. Uh, you said uh, Haiti, but you meant Honduras. 
When? Did I say Haiti? Yeah. Sorry, I meant Honduras. Trouble is, it's all the same, so it's very easy to interchange. <laughs> In fact, you can repeat the sentences and interchange the names. It makes it very easy. Makes it very easy to give talks about the, the foreign policy. Actually, <laughs> so, so thanks for the correction. Uh, the uh, uh, the, uh, the, uh, as I said, the uh, Obama administration very quickly recognized the elections alone, almost alone. Uh, the American ambassador, Obama's ambassador to Honduras, Hugo Lawrence, uh, called the elections a great celebration of democracy. Uh, he wasn't being original. He was echo echoing uh, Kennedy's ambassador, Kennedy Johnson ambassador to Brazil, uh, Lincoln Gordon. This was right after the U.S.-backed military coup in 1964. It was prepared by the Kennedy administration, but carried out a few weeks after the assassination. Uh, that coup was extremely important. It instituted the first of the uh, neo-Nazi style uh, national security states that spread through the continent uh, with a notable domino effect that led to the worst repression, worst plague of repression in the history of the hemisphere, which is saying a lot. Uh, Gordon, Lincoln Gordon, exalted that the coup was the most decisive victory for freedom in the mid-20th century. Uh, he added quietly that the democratic forces that had taken over uh, would create a greatly improved climate for private investments. Uh, so like Honduras, the Brazilian coup uh, was a great celebration of democracy. And in Honduras, the effects are presumably similar. And uh, in the Honduran case, as you heard in the songs before, it will also crucially preserve for Washington its military base at uh, Palmarola. Hey, Petey, have you heard about this new podcast, Public Access America? You can find it on iTunes, Google Play, Player FM, TuneIn Radio, and even the Stitcher Smart Radio app. It's so cool. Not good enough. But are you a German spy? Because that sounds like technology. It's like that new thing, the radio, or a newspaper for your ears. You can even follow their production company, Jar Codes, on Twitter or Facebook and find all new episodes posted every day. Oh, that's cool. I don't care nothing about no planes, but I gotta hear the latest episode of Public Access America now. Oh, watch the bomb. You can even go to their YouTube channel at Public Access America and find great videos from our time. It's so cool. Go check out Public Access America.